the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. And thank you and welcome to KSLR's Church of the Week program here where every week we like to remind you what it says in this thing called the Bible. In 1 Timothy 5.17 it says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. My name is Baron Wiley, and this week it's my honor to have here in our KSR studios a pastor I've been looking forward to officially meet and uh, share with you for a while now. From Riverside Community Church, it's Pastor Scott Hare. Scott, Pastor Scott, welcome. Thank you very much. What Pleasure they, to be here. What do they call you there? Pastor Hare, Pastor Scott? Uh, kids call me Pastor Scott. Friends call me Scott. It's pretty casual, depending on how you're raising your kids. Because you're out in the hill country, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. Riverside. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of cowboy boots uh, out our way, and uh, it's a good time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where, where is Riverside now? Riverside is out um, off of Boulevardy Road, 1100 Boulevardy Road, kind of on the other side of the Boulevardy Village, if you're kind of familiar with the area. Um, but you can find that on your phone. Just right off 281, Boulevard, and just kind of swing back just there. Right around the corner. You're right back there. Well, yeah. God bless you there. I say I was looking forward to meeting you because I've been to your church and okay. uh, didn't get a chance to, to say hi there uh, because uh, I was kind of we were visiting, and, and if the people at my church knew we were there, well, <laughs> they'd get back real quick. Sure. Uh, but uh, but sincerely enjoyed uh, the, the experience there, too, the, the beautiful church that it is. I just want to ask you, uh, I enjoyed hanging out on your porch. Yeah. Your church has got this kind of wraparound porch. I bet a lot of coffee and donuts are consumed on that day. Yes, we have some issues with that. <laughs> I, it, what it was, no, what it was is it was an old steakhouse. It was kind of an old, like, uh, destination steakhouse where this gentleman had a dream of bringing people out from the city and doing this huge kind of deal. And so um, he's got these massive wraparound porches. Gotcha. And our dreamers and vision folks took this massive kind of event center right. uh, and made it the church that we have. And so it really does look like this big ranch retreat center dropped down in the middle of the, of the hill country, which, of course, we wouldn't have done. We'd have made a big box, you right, know, like right. everybody else and been happy. But, but now you're on the inside going, hey, church is starting. <laughs> that's Get right. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's <laughs> out on the porch. Hey, <laughs> hey, free free church this week. It's free. <laughs> Everybody come in. You can come for free. Well, now, speaking of free, let me tell you what when I was there. Yeah. And I was there uh, on a Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, nice. And you guys, boy, had a tailgate party going on before <laughs> church. That wasn't just donuts. You guys had brats and yes. grilling out and yes. first we, class. We like to, it's called our burnt offering crew. And they, <laughs> well, they, God loves barbecue. Amen. I mean, it says in the Bible, right, that God smells as the aroma right. of the sacrifice. A lot of bulls getting and, sm- and, then, and the word tastes like honey. So I figure like a honey barbecue is wow. just perfect. That's super cheesy. My kids will love it. But the, um, yeah, we do a big thing for a lot of different events. And one of them is the Super Bowl. And we like to burn things. Yeah. Well, God bless you. That's a beautiful, it was a great first impression for oh, me. You know? I'm glad you felt very, welcome. Very and Merry Christmas to you. Thanks. I have sincerely enjoyed, me personally, your devotionals this week. And, oh. and I, I I said it to you while we were recording them there, too, but uh, they punched me right in the gut a couple times there. You're, uh, thank you. Well, I, you know, I've been taught and had the opportunity to experience a lot of beautiful things. And if I communicated the power of what I've gotten to see or, or heard a little bit, I'm, 
I'm grateful. Well, can you kind of talk a little bit more about one of the devotionals, the one that I'd never even considered before there, too, and it was the idea of, of who the shepherds were. Yeah. Can you kind of reset that for me? Really interesting. Our family, uh, I've been able to study with Ray Vanderland for about the past 10 yeah. years, going back and forth to Israel, and even had the opportunity to live there with our family for three months on a sabbatical, uh, sponsored actually by the Lilly Foundation. They're incredibly, incredibly generous. But we get to do that, and while we were there, um, we were going through the desert and uh, met you know, or saw really from a distance shepherds and realized that they were all girls. It sort of stunned me. Uh, and I had heard Ray talk about this before, but I'd never actually seen it. Uh, and then I went back and I just combed through the Bible and I saw Rachel and Leah and realized, of course, David. David was the youngest boy. And so, of course, it became really clear that culturally shepherds aren't really the people like that's not the best job. So yeah. being youngest boy or girls is the best in that culture and at that time. And I just thought, how beautiful is that? And. And then it just made sense to me because of all groups of people that would be coming after a baby was delivered, um, it would be a group of women that would be able to celebrate, care for, and connect with Mary because she wouldn't have had yeah. any real you know, knowledge, biblical knowledge of Joseph. That's just, that's just a beautiful picture for me. Talk about going to Israel then, too. You said you've lived there? Yes. We lived I- there as a family. And so, obviously, and I've been to Israel myself, and I know personally for just 10 days that I don't read the Bible the same way. What, <laughs> right. what, what other revelations was, was that experience about? Uh, well, we had kind of biblical experiences. I went to school there. Okay. Um, we had you know all kinds of insights that were really wonderful about the time and the space. And that and then the kind of contemporary world and the anxiety and tension that lives there right now. But mm-hmm. I probably would say that a couple of takeaways for me was that the Bible really went from black and white to color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that so often, I don't know why it is, it probably shouldn't make this much, it shouldn't be this way. But you hear about the Bible your whole life. I've, I've been blessed to be a part of the church my whole entire life. Right. Heard the Bible my whole entire life. But standing in the places where it happened and seeing the ruins of the things that are spoken about in Scripture blows your mind. Mm. So some of the things that were convicting, the infrastructure of the church, what churches should look like, Mm. what's important, um, how do we get there, uh, the cultural dynamics, an unfortunate reality of how close sometimes our culture looks more like Rome than it does the biblical presence. Interesting. How do we... How do we do anything about that? And so really, it probably brought more questions than answers. But sometimes I think those are more valuable. Yeah. Are you a a, a supporter of Israel then, is it safe to say, that you oh, encourage yes. people to go to Israel? Oh, I, 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 can, I encourage people to go. I take as many as I can. How often do you go? Uh, we go annually. Um, and yeah. so, and it's through uh, Vanderland. So okay. it's, um, of course. You know, we do all that kind of stuff. And, I've, and, and then we have an increasing presence because our church has fallen in love with the nation. So we're doing stuff for the poor there. Like one of the things that people don't know is that Holocaust uh, folks that are survivors that live there that are widows, I never even realized they don't have any family because the Holocaust took their families. So they live on the government, which is like anybody that lives on the government, not well. Yeah. Sometimes I have this dream and we kind of talk about it. What would it be like if the Christians stepped in and instead of adopting orphans, we also adopted widows, took care of Holocaust victims? Doesn't James say something about taking care of the orphans? I don't know, Baron. You're the Bible guy. So if that says there, I believe you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's amazing. So if someone's listening right now and they want to support a widow, is there a sponsorship opportunity or can they do it through you? Uh, Yes, of course. Now, we haven't set up that structure. So um, I I, I know that there are groups that are doing that. Um, I'm not sure where they are. I want to say they're three or four different ones um you're welcome to contact me and i'll vet any group that you're interested in 
uh, because we're pretty elbows deep in all kinds of different ministries that are going on there. So, yeah, they can contact us, and we'll make sure that you get in connection with the people that you need to. Well, Pastor Scott Hare from Riverside Community Church, how do we contact you? How would you recommend? I think probably best is to go on our website, yep. which is connect to, which is number two, connect to riverside.com. And there's all kinds of ways to do that. Uh, from there, you know, emails or phone calls, we would love to talk to you and get to know you and uh, tell you all about who we are and what we do. Well, if you just joined us, we're talking to Pastor Scott Hare of River City Community, River City, sorry, Riverside. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. There. No, no, it's really you know an interesting thing. Yeah, because when God told me that, that we really had the impression that Riverside was going to be the name of the church, I'm like, well, why don't you just name it Vanilla? Yeah, because yeah, that's like yeah. the lamest name ever. I'm the guy that's like, let's call it Isaiah, you know, but it was, <laughs> no, it was Riverside. Now, is there a river that goes past your, your park? Your yeah, Guad- the Guadalupe oh, River right. is sort of out there. There's 46 is out there. And yeah, so we're kind of, all of the all the communities that live out along the river out there are kind of our folks. Well, it's Riverside Community Church uh, out there off of 46. Uh, take Bulverde Road and swing around. You can find them on the web again at connecttoriverside.com. And uh, here's the number for the church. It's 830-980-4600. That's not your cell phone, is it? No. Okay. No. I just gave it up. <laughs> That's right. 830-980-4600. All right. So, the, so, again, is there any story behind the name? Just the fact that, hey. Yeah, you know, I was uh, on the Hill Country. I would go out, and it made a lot more sense for us to plant in places like Bernie and New Braunfels because really right where we are at 46 and 281, it's just empty space, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years ago outside of some here's and there's. But God had me going out there, and I would walk along the river and pray for all the families that were playing in the river, and it just was compelling. And so uh, over time, I thought, this is it. Then we sent out prayer team after prayer team, and they're like, this is it, and Mm -hmm. over and over and over. And then I drove my wife out there, and as we were out there, um, a song came on. And it was all about being down by the riverside. And she yeah. goes, there it is, honey. There's the name. Nice. So you said church plant. So how did this mm-hmm. church plant get started? Who's behind that? Alamo Heights United Methodist Church years ago. Right up the road. Right us. up the road. That's right. I can almost see him yeah, from here. I can see my house. That's right. <laughs> and um, they uh, had a pretty powerful experience of prayer. David Manitsky, who's my mentor and their lead pastor, um, and their leadership made a, kind of an interesting shift, although uh, it might not seem like a big deal, but it was. You know, so often I think we have a lot of great plans and then we ask God to bless them. They decided to reverse that out and really ask God what they were supposed to do mm-hmm. and then do that no matter what it was. There was about 10 things that they really felt led to do. One of them was to plant the daughter congregation, uh, and that is Riverside. Awesome. Now, again, Alamo Heights Methodist Church, are you under the Methodist umbrella? We are. We are United Methodist Community. All right. Now, I've been to your church. I didn't feel like I was in a Methodist church. <laughs> well, there's a lot of Methodists that are shocked, and a lot of people that go, and they're like, we're a what? Um, <laughs> but, you know, one of the fascinating things about the Methodist church is that it is a very broad tent, sometimes a little too broad, okay. um, right. uh, but it's it's uh, for my taste, but, right. uh, you know, that's that's kind of a normal part of things. But, um, well, I'll start with the worship. Yeah. Not the Methodist church that <laughs> my grandparents went to. Right. Yeah, it's... Uh, it was Chris Tomlin, and it was oh, yeah. contemporary. I'm and telling you, uh, the team that we have, Glenn Green, and the crew that he's put together over time, we probably have four or five people that could lead somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a powerful and moving experience for us each week. I'm really grateful to be around those guys. Yeah, and how blessed you are. An associate pastor on staff with you? Who's yes. else is on your team? Uh, Linda Marceau is one of our associate pastors. She oversees... Uh, prayer, and um, then we have uh, Tamara Ramirez, who's in charge of our missions. We have a huge, what we call, overflow. Uh, we're in many different countries and nations all over the place. Um, and um, John Hinkybine, uh, who is uh, our associate pastor of families. And so these are kind of our folks. Yeah. When I first called you, too, and we were chatting a little bit there, too, and I mentioned that I 
my wife's on staff at Community Bible Church there yeah. too. That that Robert Emmett was someone else. Oh you yes, t- you talked to back in the day when <laughs> yeah. you were first starting. Or? Yeah, Robert's great. Robert, if you ever, if you know Robert Emmett, you'll know that whatever he says on the stage is the same thing he would say eating <laughs> tortillas across the. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, and so I really enjoyed him. My in-laws were some of the very first people that helped plant CBC, and so I was in seminary while they were planting, awesome. and so I just watched. Uh, and got to know Robert a little bit, and he was another voice that, as we got started, was so encouraging and helpful yeah. and kind of shaped the whole thing. So that was great. When was the first service? Oh, gosh. I think 12 years ago on Easter, yeah. was, if I remember right. And how'd that go? <laughs> it was really fun. We had we did, we did everything that everybody told us to do yeah. and prayed really hard. And so while I'd had a couple of events where uh, zero people came, I think we had 400 or so show up. Wow. and. Uh, I was all weepy and crazy, and we were trying to, you know, hold together everything with duct tape and bailing wire. But yeah. uh, it was an amazing time, and God's been really beautiful uh, ever since. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you. Again, we're talking to Pastor Scott Hare of Riverside Community Church, our KSLR Church of the Week. And you can find them on the Internet at uh, connect to, the number two, connect to riverside.com if you want to learn more. And so now, 12 years later, Pastor, and it's Christmas time, what's happening at the church this year? Well, it's fun. We have uh, a tradition that we've kind of tried to figure out how we could sort of, instead of asking everybody to come our way, we would sort of, which is wonderful. But for us, it was how do we throw a Christmas Eve candlelight service for the whole region? And so what we did is we went out and we found one of these 130, 140-year-old um, uh, dance halls, these big German dance yeah, halls, yeah. and it's called Anault Dance Hall. And so we've been out there for, I want to say, seven or eight years with a candlelight service. Uh, it is one of the most beautiful things I've ever been to and I've gotten to do. Uh, and it, it ends up being a really large event. And a lot of folks that don't attend our church uh, come out or don't have a church home, they mm-hmm. come out. And we are excited to welcome every single person that comes. It's a much bigger event than our usual Sundays. Well, if you're hearing this program on this uh, Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning at 10 o'clock there, what time do we show up? Which yeah, we're Christmas at? Eve, 3, 5, 7 and 9. The 3 and the 5 are more family-oriented, so they're a little bit shorter and targeted. <laughs> because the, the dancing and the drinking start The later? dancing and the drinking start later. <laughs> that's right. Uh, at 7. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's communion. Uh, although there's <laughs> you know. an alcoholic wine, but, you know, right. you never know. Uh, no, it's – and then at 7 and 9 are uh, – 7 is the more classic – Yes. And then nine is what well, is kind of an acoustic version. It's really beautiful. Yeah, and... man. A lot of the um, families that have older kids kind of show up. Do you now. play? Play music. <laughs> I played the radio. Yeah, okay. Uh, I feel strong okay. about that um, and other things. You've but got that... good people around you. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I have extraordinary people around me. Well, very good. I'm sure you can learn more about this event at the website connect to riverside dot com. If you don't have plans for 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 Christmas Eve service. Well, then check out uh, Riverside for sure. Um, Pastor, let's let's talk about something else here, too. Um, and again, as I was a, a proud uh, visitor of your service, your teaching style, I guess, comes from your Israel background, there too. I, I noticed there was a lot of Hebrew mixed mm-hmm. in there, too. Very important to you. What's been the biggest? Why do you do that? Why do you mix in so much uh, Hebrew into your uh, It's a great question, because I, I, I sometimes think, what would it be like if I was approaching me you know, 10 years ago? Like, what in the world uh-huh. has happened to this guy? Um, and I think what, what became profound is I was thinking about myself a little bit, which I tend to do a little more often than I should. And I was just about <laughs> right. Yeah, nice. oh, that's kind of the problem. Um, <laughs> but I, I started to think about, like, how, how would people know me? How yeah. do people even know who you are? So if people looked through my, um, I don't know, my bank account, if they looked through what I did all day long, my calendar, all, all those kinds of things, like, it would be really hard to know me 
unless you knew Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like, oh, it's a key to why he gives this way. He spends his time this way. It's why he treats his kids this way. It's why he treats his wife this way. You know, like all these other kinds of things. Like, oh, okay. He's mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus. I get it. Or at least I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really hope somebody would get that. And so you couldn't know me without knowing Jesus. You couldn't know me without knowing my faith. And then it dawned on me, how can I know him if I don't know his? Mm. And God made a choice to come in a particular way at a particular time with a kind of faith language. Uh, and it dawned on me, of course, that there was no New Testament for Jesus. Right. His scriptures were the Older Testament. And to be honest, I had grown up and not intentionally, but sort of subconsciously, I had lowered the Older Testament into the setup for that, right? And so, but for Jesus, it wasn't that at all. I mean, it is the life blood uh, of his whole faith life. And so we, we don't, we, we dove into that whole world as a way of really understanding him, understanding his world. And it has been wildly illuminating. It hasn't really changed anything oh, that's not true it's changed a lot mm-hmm. um, but what it seems to do each time is give incredible depth mm. good 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 i'm gonna ask you another question here based on my experience there at uh, at riverside there too and i'm sorry to ask you but i got to <laughs> you preach barefoot i do still yes and then how did that start and i can't afford shoes yeah no Jesus I, was yeah saying, he know, was whatever yeah, yeah no 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 um, that happened because years ago I did uh, a message on Moses, uh-huh. a shocker, right? And then, you know, <laughs> the first thing that, um, um, he, when he comes to the burning bush, God says, take off your shoes, right? You're standing mm-hmm. on holy ground. So I, I, t- I taught that with kind of the word picture of not doing, not wearing my shoes. So I didn't wear my shoes. Well, fine, you know, and, and basically what my, my thing was, at least in part was every week when I preach, I think I want to feel that this ground is holy ground. Yeah. And I also want to pray that God makes it holy ground. Mm-hmm. So it was a personal thing. The next week, um, I know none of your listeners uh, would, would, um, forget what they heard in a sermon. Yeah. Uh, cause you know, we all bank them perfectly. Um, sort of all the pastors out there. Um, but, <laughs> But I, I just, I wasn't thinking about the previous week, and I, I got up there, I wore my shoes, mm. I'm coming down the stairs, about a, I don't know, she's probably about a seven-year-old girl, uh, standing at the bottom of the stairs, and he, she starts talking to me, I can't hear her, so I kneel down, she whispers right in my ear, she says, Pastor Scott, I said, yes, she said, why are you wearing your shoes? Uh, I, yeah, and I said, well, what do you mean? She said, last week you said it was holy ground. Isn't it holy ground this week? Yeah. And so partly because she was convicting and partly because I'm terrified she's going to show up again. Right. Uh, just don't wear shoes. <laughs> from, from the mouth of babes That's there. Right. And, that, and that was, she was a seven-year-old. Probably. She'll hold it to you. She's probably 20 now, I guess. She may be. Yeah. She probably doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but you're sticking to it. I, I am. Like that. That reflects, I am. <laughs> I think Rich Mullins was a guy who Did performed he, yeah. cool. uh, barefoot and... Uh, and there's a lot of pastors in town that don't wear socks, but that's different. Yeah, it know? does seem different. Yeah. I can't do that one. No, good for you. <laughs> uh, hey, again, we're talking to Pastor Scott here from Riverside Community Church. I'll learn more about him at River. I'm sorry, connect to riverside.com. And uh, two is the number two, connect to riverside.com. Uh, located off of, four, of, uh, of a 281, just take Boulevardy Road and wrap up there back in the hill country. And to look for it on the left side, if I remember correctly. That's right. And you come around the bend. And uh, if you'd like to call the church, the number is 830-980-4600. Another ministry, a lot of ministries that are happening outside the church there, too. Something about a coffee house, a loft Mm -hmm. coffee house. Are you involved with that? Very much. It's a ministry of the church. It's actually the first thing that the church ever did. We launched a coffee house before anything else. Before it was cool. 
Uh, yeah, we, that's right. <laughs> we lost, we, we launched it in panic because yeah. we felt like God was telling us to do that. And so the Loft Coffee House now has been, it's a little older than the church and it's actually moving and growing. We're moving it two miles north of where it is, right about two miles and expanding it. And it's become a real center place for a lot of ministry. We've launched lots of brand new churches out of it. It's, it's an amazing thing. Well, at loftcoffee.com, it says coffee for a cause. Mm-hmm. So what's the cause? Well, the cause is about, it kind of is a moving target. What I mean by that is that the people that come to the Loft Coffee House sort of have a community of their own. Right. They all go to different churches or they don't go to church at all. Uh, and so over time, there's a part of that conversation where they support different causes, both at home and abroad, mm-hmm. uh, to take care of different things. And so uh, that's what they do. Well, again, as I was looking at your website there, connect to Riverside.com, another ministry you have going on that reaches the community is called the Hope Center. Mm-hmm. So talk about that. What happens there? Uh, crisis, anything, uh-huh. food, money, uh, counseling. We do all kinds of things uh, from just meeting people where they are and making sure that they're fed, uh, that they have a home, that they have a voice uh, or maybe ears to hear theirs. Um, and it's probably the most one of the most profound things I've ever seen is to watch people instead of just getting a kind of a handout, uh, actually getting to uh, connect with people that will allow them to build themselves into sort of the, a fuller version. We had a realization not too many years ago that we had a bad relationship with the people that were in crisis because we felt like we were taking care of them. And the reality is we work together to build something in the community unless we're looking for their full freedom. All we're doing is nursing along their issue. Mm. And so it's been a really profound thing. We're growing that into, we have a real big dream around that. But Well, how big? A $3 million commons, which would uh, centralize all of the nonprofits in our area uh, that would be able to um, lower their cost of doing business, improve their uh, back office, and allow for our little area to have right at the heart of it caretaking for those that are the last, the least, and the lost. Well, I think we both believe in a God that can handle that. <laughs> uh, if, but if someone's listening right now who may not go to, to Riverside but sure. want to help, yeah. can they contact you again? Oh, yeah, that would be great. We've had a lot of people begin to, to speak about it, but um, we are just in the beginning of, this, beginning of this year sort of consolidating all of our resources, uh, both uh, of people and of finance, to figure out if we could really do this. Our hope would be to be the church that wasn't chasing the problem, but we got out in front of it. And in our area right now, we could establish that and make that a part of the voice of the identity of the area instead of one that's trying to chase down the issues. The church could be in the front of it. I mean, you know, we've got uh, Methodist healthcare, Baptist healthcare, right. all the different universities. That was back when the church led. We're trying to figure out how to lead again, and this is our idea. Love it. I love what you're doing there at Riverside Community Church. Scott, who are you? What do you like to do for fun? Well, I'm, I'm relatively boring. Um, <laughs> no. But, I, well, what I really love to do is play with my kids. Um, I like to uh, be with my wife. Um, we go to a lot of UT football games yeah. um, because, you know, clearly guys a longhorn with the yeah. whole burn orange sunset right. thing. Um, no, we're, I grew up in Austin, so that's a big deal for us as I, as I travel and see my family there. Um, we do a lot of travel, um, we, uh, um, in school and things like that. But right now, the reason I say I'm boring is because I'm pretty much, if I'm not being pastor, I'm being dad. Yeah. Uh, and that's my favorite thing. Yeah. 
Uh, how old are your kids? I have a 17-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 7-year-old. Nice. Yeah, and uh, don't ask me their names. Yeah, it I feels know. like it's very tiring sometimes. Jim Gaffigan. Bit that, that's right. Know. I love Jim. Yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> Ryan, Emily, <laughs> Ethan, and Kylan. <laughs> I got you on that one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I love Jim, yeah. though. He, you should have him on. Yeah, he'd be great. There. Yeah. He's a good Catholic guy, too. Yeah, he is. You know, I'm very, very happy to see that. Uh, uh, Brian Regan's another guy there too. He is. Is yeah. he? No, guy? I don't. I don't know about any of this. I don't faith, know. But he's, he's very safe. funny and he's super funny. Oh man, I like you, Pastor Scott. <laughs> Thanks, Baron. Yeah, yeah, you can stay. <laughs> All right. No, I love it. Uh, Pastor, would you be so kind to invite our great KSR listeners if they're not uh, maybe have a home church to invite them to Riverside? Sure. Uh, if you are um, looking for a church where family and community are, are are your need, you're looking for a home. We really believe that. Uh, everybody deserves a home, and at Riverside, we're partnering with God to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. We would love to have you come and join us uh, any Sunday morning at 9 or at 11. We have children's service times at both, uh, and um, we really uh, do love to have folks that come in that could be our guests. So come, enjoy the big front porches, come in for worship, and maybe for a different kind of a message than you've heard before, and stay and become a part of us, and you'll have an opportunity uh, through God and by his grace, uh, both at home, near and far, to change the world. Riverside Community Church. And, uh, again, Sunday school starts at, uh, so worship service starts yeah. at 9, nine and 11, 11 o'clock. Yeah. I imagine you also do Bible study on Wednesday nights? We do have a Bible study and prayer time on Wednesday night, healing services monthly, um, all kinds of things. Yeah, good stuff happening. Again, learn more at the website. It would be, uh, let's see here, River. I'm sorry, connect to Riverside.com, connect number two, Riverside.com. And again, if you'd like to call the church, the number is 830-980-4600. And again, I mentioned that uh, Pastor Scott did these wonderful uh, Christmas devotionals every day this week here on KSLR. If you'd like to catch those, go to KSLR.com. Check out our podcast page for our KSLR Church of the Week. You can find uh, all those to hear on demand, and including this full interview uh, that I think uh, I'll listen to again. I enjoyed this. It was good. <laughs> I think I will, too. I think I fun. did a good job, too. You were outstanding. <laughs> yeah, you should have seen I mean, the amazing editing for the devotions was magic. No one has. Yeah, they have no idea. <laughs> Riverside Community Church, uh, right there off of uh, 281. Uh, uh, let's see here again. Boulevardy Road? Yeah, it's the weird because Boulevardy Road is early. in 1863 is really what you're looking for if you're yeah, exiting off 281. Okay. And then you go left through Boulevardy Village, around the corner. We're about a mile up. Pastor Scott, God bless you. Thank you. God Merry bless Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas to you and your family. And we thank you for listening to AM630 KSLR. It's our KSLR Church of the Week. is seen at KSLR.com. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.